Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612, Craftsman offer valid through 619, U.S. only. Roto-Grinders presents the Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. Dan Bach talks to the biggest personalities in DFS, delivers commentary on the industry's most important topics, and gives you the advice you need to help build winning lineups. Both the salary and the matchup are just too good. If you are not playing him in your head-to-head games, you are just going to lose. You didn't really think we were going to get rid of that, did you? Here's your host, the one and only, Dan Bach. Hey everybody, what's going on? Great to be back. Roto Grinders Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. I am Dan Bach, and I'm here to talk you through a Tuesday night in Daily Fantasy. And of course, a huge shout out, a huge thank you going to Travis Mangone, who uh, did an awesome job filling my shoes and keeping the information coming to you here on this podcast. So huge thanks to him. He's uh, still going to be man in the Friday one, but uh, you know when I've got trips and work stuff that's going on, uh, it's nice to have a guy as quality of him in terms of knowledge about this stuff to be able to come in here and uh, and help you guys out. So huge thank you to Travis and thank you to Fantasy Draft as well. You know they are a phenomenal sponsor of this show. Just talked to Steve this morning and said, hey. That last free roll went pretty well. Let's do another one. So tomorrow, we're going to have another ticket queue free roll, and we're going to add in a few satellite tickets as well to uh, a big ticket qualifier that they've got coming up this weekend. So uh, we've got a, uh, a lot of stuff for free happening. We want to thank Fantasy Draft, and you know what? If you want to pay it forward to them, going over, playing on their site is something that uh, is what it's about. Like You like podcasts for free. You don't want to pay for them. Guess what? Their sponsorship dollars allow us to bring you this stuff. So don't forget that. Rig Free Head-to-Heads, they're bringing on, again, they're, they're working, I know, right now on bringing in uh, a way to kind of cap the number of uh, games that people can take that you post because I know that's a problem that people are having. And uh, it's just a development task that doesn't happen overnight. And I know they're working hard to make it happen. But still, Rig Free in their head-to-heads, 12.5% in their GPPs, uh, and I'll tell you what, great things happening over at Fantasy Draft. I hope you give them a chance to earn your business. Today, we've got a little bit of NBA to talk about. Only a three-game slate, so that means, you know, this uh, this podcast probably going to be pretty quick. Um, I did see uh, the other day that DraftKings did come out with a King of San Antonio, a basketball live final. It's going to be taking place out in Texas. What a What a change of events, like... This whole world has taken in Daily Fantasy where, you know, they're still like in, I think, uh, you know, they're they're basically, I don't know if they're in court, but, um, you know, we had a cease and desist against DraftKings in Texas, and now they're going to host a live final out there. And of course, you had FanDuel come out and uh, and actually work a agreement with the Attorney General to leave. DraftKings said, we're not going to do that. We're going to fight this in court. And uh, and now they're going to go there for a live final. How the times have changed. Uh, didn't really expect that one. But usually their king of contests 
are a lot of fun. Of course, this weekend is their big um, online portion of the final for King of the Beach. Uh, but usually those are like five entry max, lower buy-ins. It's not their their big super championship where people you know are, can win a million dollars or something. I think it's what two fifty or two fifty k for first place in that. So uh, just something to look at uh, potentially there because again I like those limit and those limited entries, those smaller uh, buy-in price points because not everybody's got five hundred bucks, a thousand bucks to be firing at those things. So I kind of call it the the everyday man's live final are those king of the whatever, beach, uh, San Francisco, and now Texas or San Antonio. So check that out. That's uh, something that I saw kind of take place. Uh, I was out of the loop this week. And uh, I did hear, though, that DraftKings um, basically had an outage before the games locked on Saturday. Like people couldn't edit lineups. People couldn't enter lineups. And they ended up scrapping that whole NBA slate. Um, that's a really costly move, of course, uh, because you know you're raking zero there. Um, but it's also a situation was like, what was the other alternative? People could not fix their lineups, edit their lineups. We've had something like this happen in the past with NFL. Um, but I think as long as the call is made early enough, just you know, voiding an entire slate is not the worst outcome because yes you put in the work you put in the time but if people can't fix their teams then uh not everybody's on the same playing field so i don't think it's uh, it's obviously something that the sites never look forward to and i don't even know the specifics of it because i was just out of the loop on that saturday night uh but i know that there was a lot of frustration out there and it sucks believe me it absolutely sucks to put in time to research to study and then to have the slate just completely um, gone away, like just to just to say, nope, we're not running any games. But uh, what's the alternative? If you can't have a fair playing field for everybody in a tournament, then uh, as long as that call is made right away, I, I don't really have a problem with it. Now, I think the problem some people have is I don't think that call was made until after lineup lock. And that's probably something that, you know, moving forward, they got to make that call, even if it's just a minute or two before, rather than having games lock, people see your teams, you start compiling points, and then they void and veto the slate. Um, probably not the ideal way to go about doing that. But uh, when it's all said and done, you know, the player's experience, everybody should be able to have the the same playing experience. And if you can't fix your team, if imagine if there was... Uh, and I don't know, again, I, I don't know if there was a late injury news there, but people had the ability, some people, you know, didn't have a player, so they didn't have to worry about it. Other people had a guy in there who was ruled out and they can't change him. So do you just ref do you just say, well, they should refund those entries and run the tournaments? Suppose that could be an option. That's that's happened in the past. And that's clearly going to cost the sites buku dollars. Um, but you also wonder, like, again, if, is it, is it all about timing? Is it because they didn't cancel it before the games run? So I don't know. That whole, that you know, it always sucks when you've got technology issues. And of course, we saw a draft have that a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I think they put out an email that they, they ended up spending like over $300 or $300,000 uh, on refunds. I'm sure Jeremy's like, yeah, I wish it was 300 bucks. I could have, that would have been no problem, but like 300 K that they had in kind of chargebacks and whatnot. 
And, uh, you know, it certainly can be costly errors if your technology has issues. But that's, that happens in this industry. It happens pretty much every year with one of the sites out there. And it absolutely, absolutely sucks. But uh, again, I don't, can't give too detailed commentary just because I, I, wasn't, I wasn't playing that night. I wasn't involved in it. But all I know, anytime these situations happen, the users get extremely frustrated. So, uh, And I saw some of that on the old social media platform. So uh, yeah, just thought I'd put in some two cents and let you know that I don't know that much about it. But uh, anytime you cancel a slate, you're better off doing it before the slate starts as opposed to uh, after the slate would lock. So maybe easier said than done. It's not hard for me to cancel slates here from my cozy couch instead of, you know, there's probably a bigger process that goes into it, but something for them to, uh, you know, look back and, and hopefully handle a little bit better. I know they offered free rolls and and uh, deposit bonuses, and I mean, it's better than nothing, of course, but let's just get your tech right, you know, so we don't have this problem. And again, you know, we have problems here at Roto Grinders with tech, everybody who does, like at some point in time, it crops up. It's easy to say, be better at tech, but unless you're one of these engineers, you know, you got to realize it sometimes isn't, it can be the smallest little thing that can take the site down. And, uh, you know, there's a lot that goes into it when you think of, you know, how many, especially right around the lock time, you know, how many people are on the site you know, uh, using it at a given moment and, and each time that you submit something, there's, you know, millions and millions of these things going on at a time. And uh, it can, you know, <laughs> it can really put um, pressure on the tech team to get to have things working. And uh, fortunately, we've had what back to back weeks now. Uh, between draft and uh, and DraftKings of of some tech problems, so hopefully this gets a little bit straightened out. All right, well that's nine minutes of ranting. Let's not even ranting. Nine minutes of discussion. Let's get to basketball today, and uh, we will uh, talk about this three game slate. It's pretty easy, so the, the podcast going to be short today. There's not that much to really go on. Um, but the three games that we have and the wonders of doing the podcast at 11 instead of earlier is we get a little bit more detailed news. And the latest I saw was Brad Stevens said Kyrie Irving is going to play today against the Brooklyn Nets, which uh, really will change the slate up a little bit because, you know, that will take some of that maybe Boston guard value, guys like Smart, guys like Terry Rozier, a little bit more out of play. And I think our first question of the day is, are we playing Kyrie Irving? Do we trust that he's going to get a full complement of minutes? And I think the, the, the simple answer to that is yes. I think we do play him. I mean, this is... Uh, one of the fastest tempo games we have here uh, against the, uh, the the Brooklyn Nets. Certainly the biggest pace-up spot, I think, for any team out there, um, and uh, being Boston. And yeah, I mean, Kyrie Irving is a guy who is, you know, their top scorer. He is, you know, their facility, he does everything, and he's really started to play well. Uh, are you worried this facial fracture could mean limited minutes? Not really. My larger concern would be that it's the fourth quarter, they're up 20 points, and they're like, okay, we're not going to play Kyrie Irving because we don't have to. I don't think there's any minutes restriction on him today. It's I think you have to ask yourself, can a bad Nets team without their best player keep up um, and make a four-quarter game against Boston? If you think the answer to that is no, you probably shouldn't play him um, in your cash games. 
Um, if you think the answer to that is yes, then yeah, I think Kyrie Irving is absolutely playable in your cash games. Uh, I probably should side more on no than I am. Um, but man, it's just, it's too awesome of a smash spot for him, for, for him if he gets four quarters that like, if you don't have him, there's going to be major regrets. Like, I think he is a awesome tournament play. I'm absolutely playing him in tournaments. It's just whether or not we can trust it in cash games. And if his price was higher, um, I'd be a little bit more worried about it. But he's under 9K over on DraftKings here today. Uh, over on, uh, let's see, or on FanDuel, he's 8,200 on DraftKings and 14.6 on Fantasy Draft in the arguably the best tempo matchup he's going to have all season. One of the best. So I think that's what makes it a tough question. If he was priced up and the, the matchup was 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 baked in, it's a tougher call, but I don't feel like it really is on this salary. So uh, I'm still going to put him, you know, squarely in play uh, for us today. Uh, the other options we have, again, it kind of depends on where you're playing. You know, you can get Harden at point guard value on DraftKings. Again, fantasy draft, you're a little bit worried, less worried about positional eligibility. So, uh, again, a lot of this depends on where you're playing. But a guy like, you know, Kyle Lowry here against Houston, going against his former team, um, and he's been a pretty steady performer here. You know, he's been, uh, what, 30, 33, 31. Uh, I don't know what happened in that Washington game if he got hurt, but, you know, that was only 11 minutes. Basically, every every game he's played over 30 minutes. Look, let's look at this. This is pretty interesting here. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, last seven games he's been over 30 minutes. You've gotten 39, 46, 37, 33, 31, 33, and 30 and now he gets a date against Houston which uh, I am absolutely fine with this matchup for him uh, I don't have the DV to DVP tool up right now at the moment but um uh, at, at the price tag you're paying at what 7700 over on uh FanDuel 77 on DraftKings you know 15-3 I mean fantasy draft is really mixing up their salaries here lately before it was like Build your DraftKings team and then plug in your fantasy draft team, which will look a lot like your DraftKings team. That's not necessarily the case here today, you know, uh, with the salaries on those sites. So, um, yeah, I think that uh, that he's a guy that I'm looking at. And then, of course, uh, we've got no D'Angelo Russell, and that means Spencer Dinwiddie is going to step right into that starting lineup. And I think it's a debate on FanDuel whether you want to go at 5,800. That's not a gimme price tag on him. He's been good in this role previously, but this is also the toughest defensive team in the league against point guards. I mean, we saw him at 30 minutes and 29 minutes get you 41 and 38 fantasy points, but that was against Cleveland and, uh, and Denver. Now, Denver, I don't think is too bad against point guards. Uh, Cleveland is just an awful defensive team. If he gets you, you know, even the last game, you know, 24 minutes that he played against Portland, he gave you 16 fantasy points. Like, even if he jumps up a little bit, and I think Russell did play that day, even if he jumps up a little bit, it's not like he's locked into even 25 fantasy points. I mean, we got his projection at 29. I feel like that's aggressive against a really good defensive team here in Boston. On DraftKings, it's less of a discussion. It's less, you know, a little bit less to worry about. Because I feel like we've got a bit of savings at 4,800. Fantasy draft at 94. I think it's a tougher call there. I think there's other guys a little bit cheaper we could maybe go to. 
Um, I don't think this is D'Angelo. I mean, he doesn't step in and just take D'Angelo Russell's shots. I don't believe so. Uh, that's really not the kind of player he is compared to D'Angelo Russell. Obviously, we've seen he can score some points. He can do some good things out on the floor. But, again, that uh, that salary kind of feels like on FanDuel that 5800 is uh, is a little bit baked in there. Um, I always love Patty Mills as a value play when we can get him cheap enough. I just don't know if he's cheap enough at 45, 4200. Uh, a slow pace game against New Orleans, but I expected this to be in like the 190s and it's sitting at 202. So it's not quite as as low as you know it, it could be here today. Um, I'm probably not playing Dennis Smith Jr. at 63 here against uh, San Antonio. So again, like on FanDuel, you got to pick two. I mean, you could go Dinwiddie. I mean, Dinwiddie, Lowry, and like Irving are probably your choices over there picking two of those three guys. Um, your other outside kind of punt call could be a guy with like uh, DeLon Wright, um, but I don't really see that. Yeah, it looks like Kyle Lowry got ejected that day um, where he only had 11 points. So, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I'm, I'm more and more looking at like Lowry and Irving and just kind of taking those points. But, again, that's only on these sites where you got to play two at a position. Fantasy draft you know, you don't, you have to approach things a lot differently there. Uh, over at shooting guard here tonight, again, James Harden, he's going to be 90% owned, but I would not want to fall into that, that 10% that doesn't have him on a day like today. There is going to be some other, you know, I think softer spots for us to roster, but he's going to be in every single lineup. He's too good of a player. So yeah, play him. Uh, you could run him back with DeMar DeRozan if you need a second shooting guard. And in GPPs, I think that's a fine option. We got his projection at 37. That seems about right. The problem I kind of run into here with him is is the position itself really feels like um, – the position itself really feels like there's there's – other plays for us here on the cheap that we can go to. So, like, why do we go up and get an 8K guy here when we feel pretty good? You know, J.J. Barea is just, like, locks in for, like, 20-some-odd fantasy points every time he plays, seemingly. I mean, even last game, he didn't even shoot the ball well. Three for 10 from the field and finished with 21 fantasy points. If he makes two more buckets there, shoots 500 from the field, you know, one for five from three-point range, he makes – two or three, you're looking at a game in the mid-20s here. Yeah, matchup versus the Spurs isn't ideal, but like I talked about, I don't think it's it's uh, quite as low as a total as I kind of expected. If I was betting, and I can't do that legally today from where I sit, I would take the over in that game. Um, uh, you've got Karis LeVert here, but man, he has kind of been pushed I don't want to say pushed out of the rotation, but feels like Alan Crabb has uh, jumped in and taken more of his minutes. So I think that makes it a little bit tougher of an option to play. Marcus Smart, again, if we had no, um, if we had no Kyrie Irving, I'd be definitely on board with that play. And I don't hate it, but it's not, you know, 6,200 on FanDuel, 63 on DraftKings, 13K on Fantasy Draft. He's been playing pretty well, but I I think that's too expensive of a number to pay on him today. Uh, the value guys that you know I'm looking, I already talked about JJ Barea, and I, I think we can look at Wes Matthews again here too at 5100. This guy absolutely plays 
piles of minutes. I mean, last game he went 0 for 9 shooting. So yes, you have those bad games. I don't think he's going to go 0 for 9 shooting again here today. Um, so if the shot's falling for him, this is a guy who can get you into the 30s. Um, 51 on FanDuel, 47 DraftKings. And I love him on Fantasy Draft. I feel like at 8,700 for the minutes that he's playing, he's got like way greater upside than a guy even like Spencer Dinwiddie who's more expensive than him over there. So I think Wes Matthews is a, is a pretty sharp play over there on Fantasy Draft. Uh, Danny Green, you know, I got off to that gangbuster start and kind of slowed down here a little bit, but uh, it's just a matter of, you know, what Danny Green we're going to get. I think he's fine in your GPP to, to throw out there. On DraftKings, he's a little bit cheaper at 4600 um, I don't think I can play him in cash over on FanDuel, but he's another guy, you know, at 51. Let's see, we got his projection at uh, at 22. Like, I think we could go a little bit higher, you know, maybe bump that to like 25 or so. But, um, but yeah, I think a guy even like Matthews at that same price on FanDuel just has like the mid-30s upside if the shots really get rolling there. So... Uh, I think it's, you know, paying up for one guy, probably not taking DeRozan um, on FanDuel unless you're, uh, you know, running some GPPs. Now, small forward, again, this is a position where, you know, if you're playing on DraftKings, you've got eligibility, you can maybe shuffle some things around. Um, on Fantasy Draft, you only, you know, you need forwards, center guards, so it's not hard to avoid an entire position, but this one is freaking ugly today and uh, I think it kind of depends on how stars and scrubby you want to get on this slate and maybe there's a little bit more reason to look stars and scrubby with um with Kyrie Irving being available and in a good spot uh, so your value guys there's two guys that I'm willing to play on the super cheap here and it's like uh, typically I would like never play these guys on a big slate because there's somebody else at a position that's going to just kill them price point per dollar but you know, C.J. Miles at 3,100 on FanDuel, uh, 34 on DraftKings, and 7,100 on Fantasy Draft. You know, he's probably in that 17 to 20-minute range. Um, his upside is obviously capped. He's only gone over 20 fantasy points once. But I feel like if it's going to get you big scores somewhere else, I don't hate it because it's cheap enough. If he's at 4K, I'm not, probably not doing it. 31 on FanDuel. I think there's a case to be made when you have to roster two of these kind of scrubby type guys at the position potentially. So he's a guy that I like. PJ Tucker is another one that's a little bit more and I feel definitely has more upside than CJ Miles does. I mean, you can look at it. He's been, you know, in the mid, he's been in the 20s, three over the last four games. We've got his projection at 18. I think we could go a little bit higher there. And, uh, and even cheaper over there on DK at 3,800, 7,300 on Fantasy Draft. So uh, some guys at this position that uh, I think we can look at. Now, Harrison Barnes is interesting because, again, in theory, tough matchup. I just told you I like the over. Um, 6,100 on DraftKings is kind of enticing for a guy who literally plays like 35 to 40 minutes a game, it seems. And he's been over 40 DraftKings points in three straight, and he's only 6,100. I probably would be willing to buy that over on DK today, especially uh, I haven't looked at the multi-positional eligibility, but if it's uh, off the top of my head, I'm not seeing a guy who would translate from shooting guard to small forward because Harden doesn't do that. DeRozan doesn't do that, and guys who would be power forward that would maybe translate to small forward. So um, he might be a guy that, you know, you only need one, you plug him in over there, 
seems a little bit cheap. Um, and, you know, you hope that, you know, he continues to be the centerpiece of that team. And he probably is going to be. Uh, Alan Crabb, uh, another guy that I don't think we can completely discount here, uh, has moved into the starting lineup 30 minutes in each of the last two games. But just because, you know, it's just Brooklyn sucks. They're just a pain in the butt. But he's, he's a guy, though, that almost does feel like he could take a few more shots now with Russell out. Like, he is... He's more of a shooter. He's not like a creator in the same sense of the word that Russell is, where he can kind of create his own shot. He is a you know a lot of the stuff that he does is uh, feels like a jump shooter from the outside, but um, but he's not just like a ball handler like I think Spencer Dinwiddie can be at times. So uh, maybe averaging like looks like he's around ten shots a game. If he gets up to that you know fourteen mark, we saw him against Cleveland. Uh, have 14 shot attempts, gave you 25 FanDuel points. I think we take that all day long. Uh, let's see, DraftKings, he's at 46. Fantasy draft at 89. So it's kind of at that same level across the spectrum. So, um, But again, that's a really paced down spot for the Brooklyn guys. So don't go crazy on using them. Uh, we've got Kyle Anderson. Again, I love him in GPPs because uh, he's another guy who can get you 30 or he can get you 12. Um, and I don't think he's, he's you know, you can't play him in cash. At 4,500 on DraftKings, uh, the minutes are obviously still, you know, they're not rock solid by any stretch. I mean, they're rock solid to the tune of 23, but, um, you know, he goes 24, 30, 31, 21, 22, 26, 23. Uh, then I'll have a 31. So kind of all over the map there. Uh, we've got his projection at 24 on DraftKings, 25 on FanDuel. That's probably about the fair number for him. So um, I love him in GPPs, though, because he's always been a guy who can kind of fill up uh, fill up the stat sheet. Uh, all right, power forward spot. Let's get rolling into this one. And uh, again, another, another position where there's really just one guy that's way better than the rest, and that's LaMarcus Aldridge here against Dallas. It's a good matchup here against them as well, and super steady performer here. He's... Uh, you know, been 30 fantasy points or more in one, two, three, four, five of his last six games. Um, you know, with no Kawhi Leonard, he's certainly taken more of that offensive role. Uh, I think we've seen a little bit of an anomaly, you know, two blocks now in three consecutive games that maybe has given him a little bit bigger bump on FanDuel than he deserves. But, you know, you look at the other players at the position and you're like, okay, I'm just going to play LaMarcus Aldridge. It's position scarcity um, because... Uh, you know, right now, I think we've got like Serge Ibaka as like our next price per dollar guy at 26 or 28 uh, fantasy point um, projection, which I feel is too much. I mean, he's reached that threshold uh, literally twice all season long. Now, no doubt this is a nice spot here against Houston, but I don't feel like this is one that we need to plug him in there, especially if there's other cheap options. Uh, he is cheaper on FanDuel than DraftKings. They're about the same price, so that means advantage on FanDuel. Uh, 10K on Fantasy Draft's a complete no-go. I don't think he's a 10K player here today. Um, our other uh, pay-down spots here, Jason Tatum, Marcus Morris. And the problem you run into is Al Horford's healthy. Obviously, Morris is healthy. We still have Jalen Brown. Uh, you know, there's a lot of bodies there, but this does fall into that huge pace-up spot for them and uh, Tatum sitting there at 5100 today that is really cheap comparative to DraftKings he is 6200 rarely do you guys have somebody 1100 cheaper on FanDuel than DraftKings we have that today so Jason Tatum 
presents pretty good value there. 13-2 on fantasy draft. Uh, absolutely not. Um, Marcus Morris, you know, he started, then he came off the bench. I think either way, his role is about 23 to 25 minutes. If he gets you a fantasy point a minute at 4,600 on FanDuel, 5K on DraftKings, uh, I don't hate it. So um, much prefer him, uh, especially on fantasy draft where he's under 10K to a guy like Jason Tatum. Um, So yeah, I think both those guys, great, you know, kind of pace up spot for us here today. I don't play Dirk. He's terrible right now. Ryan Anderson, I don't really play. He isn't, you know, used to have games where it'd be like get red hot and he'd score like 30 fantasy points. And that hasn't happened much at all. I think he's reached 30 fantasy points, looks like three times this entire season. Uh, Memphis, Charlotte, and Golden State, but recently against Indiana, it just doesn't do uh, doesn't do enough for me to you know justify him at 4,600. I'd rather have either of those guys from Boston than him today. All right. Lastly, let's get to the center position and. Uh, you know, Clint Capella, you know, I've been away from things. I haven't played hoops much over the last few days. I was like, Clint Capella, 7,500? What world? And then I look at it and be like, oh, man, they've got him locked in here. 30-plus minutes, three consecutive games, and he has done great things. You know, 42, 41, 43. And uh, I think that this is definitely – uh, a spot for him to uh, to get right here as well. I mean, double-digit rebounds of 12 or more in six of his last eight games. And a lot of those, you know, the two games he didn't do it, he only played 22 minutes against Utah and 22 minutes against Atlanta. I don't know the situation against Atlanta, um, but that was against Rudy Gobert in Utah. No problem there. Like, perfect excuse for him not to have a big game. 75 doesn't feel like that much of a reach. 71 on DraftKings and 13.9 on Fantasy Draft. Um, yeah, I think he's absolutely in play for us. He's going to rock the boards once again tonight. Uh, Al Horford's back playing, played last game, had a normal amount of minutes. Tempo up is there against Brooklyn. I just don't know if uh, I like him more than Clint Capella for 300 more. So for me, I'm going to say Capella in that situation. Uh, I didn't even talk about Aaron Baines getting playing time, but he has been getting some, but I'm not playing Aaron Baines today. Pau Gasol is interesting because Dallas is obviously terrible on the glass. Um, and, you know, he's actually been over 30 fantasy points in four of his last five games. That's surprising because he doesn't play 30 minutes a game. They really monitor his minutes, but he's been super efficient with it. But 6,600 on FanDuel, 65 on DraftKings, 11-4 on Fantasy Draft. Uh, I think I'd much prefer Clint Capella. And then Valanciunas, I can't play him in cash just because uh, he's all over the map. Obviously, 28-31, you love that performance. But then he gave you 8 against Boston last game, gave you a 7 against Washington. So um, the one thing I can't say for him, he's only played one game since the 9th. So this is, uh, and that was on the 12th. So this guy's, you know, shouldn't be fatigued. Like the minutes... Should kind of should like I don't feel like there's any reason for him not to play a full complement of minutes here unless he gets in foul trouble, which Clint Capella he's not really that type of guy. Like this is doing Demarcus Cousins here, a guy who's got heavy ball usage. Um, so I, I don't hate him. Actually, I like him in GPPs at 53, 49 on DraftKings, and I, he might even be playable on fantasy drafting cash at 9900. But um, he, it's just he's been all over the map. 10, 14, 
8, 9, 28, 34, 21, 49. So that sort of unpredictability just usually scares me enough in cash games to uh, to make me look elsewhere. But, I mean, you're looking at a $2,000 savings from Valanchunas to Capella. It's not an impossibility for him to outscore him at a $2,000 difference. It's probably only going to happen, what, maybe 2 out of 10 games, 3 out of 10 games. So do the math in your head. Is that is that worthwhile trade-off? For that 2K and GPPs, I absolutely think that it is, especially when Capella will represent very high chalk today. Uh, that's it. That's the rundown. It's only a three-game slate. Tomorrow, we'll be loaded up with a full slate of games to talk about. We'll have Fantasy Draft doing their free roll for you tomorrow, so we'll talk more about that. Post that link in the chat. And uh, and appreciate you guys being a part of what we do here at Roto Grinders. Largest community of daily fantasy players. Doesn't happen overnight. And uh, you know what? You keep pushing us to do things better and better, and we try our best here uh, at Roto Grinders. So always open to any feedback you guys have. You know where to find me at Dan underscore Dan at RotoGrinders.com. Nearly gave you the old Hotmail address. Didn't do that. Uh, and uh, over on Twitter at Dan underscore Bob. Maybe that's what I was going for. But uh, thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow right here on the Roto Grinders Daily Fantasy Fix. See you, everybody. Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for Dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make Dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612, Craftsman offer valid through 619, U.S. only. Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for Dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make Dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612, Craftsman offer valid through 619, U.S. only.